1: conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game,
0: everything a Steelers fan could want.
1: This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap.
0: Episode eight, segment one, baby, fourth down in the Steel City. And for the first time, we have real football to talk about. I'm Adam Crowley. He's calling Dunlap Kenny Pickett Hall of Fame, yes or no? Define real football, sir. Well, it's better than OTA's mini camp and
1: training camp. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that much. Uh you know, Kenny Pickett, if nothing else, deserves a little bump. That's that's where I am with all this. So many, I mean, there are so many. Overreactions. If there's one thing I learned in all of this, it is, with this, this situation in particular, that the natural reaction is overreaction, it mm. feels like. Mike Tomlin told us, he told everybody, that the process was going to be something where it was going to be a marathon, not a sprint. He outlined it for us. This is one of the times that a football program, a football outfit, an organization, precisely didn't lie. Yes. Like, (laughs) like they had nothing to hide. They told us precisely what was going to happen and they're kind of doing it right now. And I don't know, maybe it's because we're jaded and they've lied to us in the past, not just them, but all football outfits have. And like, if we just believe what they're saying, they're actually doing what they said they were going to do. And they're putting it into practice.
0: You're right about that. And now I'm titillated because we are past the scripted part then. They did do exactly what they said. Mike Tomlin said, it's going to be a process. And then he said, all the reps were predetermined. And at some point the reps are going to be doled out by how players perform in stadium, if you will. And Kenny Pickett played well enough to garner some second team reps in second team. That's not second team. Second team reps in the practice immediately following the game. And Kind of oddly, like we discussed before the game, the Steelers were in pads two days before the game. They're in pads two days after the game. Also not something we typically see from Mike Tomlin. Young team trying to get them more meaningful reps. But Kenny Pickett got two reps, baby. And that makes sense to me. It doesn't have to be about Mason Rudolph not playing well. Because he didn't. He played fine. It doesn't have to be a comment on anybody else other than Kenny Pickett but when you draft a guy 20th overall and he has a QB rating of 130 in the preseason game you probably should reward that guy for it
1: yeah he, he does need to be rewarded he needs to be rewarded with reps in practice he needs to be rewarded with reps in the game and that is you know here's the thing uh, people are talking about well it was against a bunch of scrubs it was against a, against a bunch of down the liners whatever It was also with a bunch of down the liners.
0: Right. Tyler Vaughn's caught the game-winning touchdown.
1: Right. So, let's see, because there's a real – just as much as the people say who are naysayers of Kenny Pickett, and I'm on the fence still. I really am. Pickett fence, if you will. Um, So, I'm (laughs) –
0: Oh, you, (laughs) you. I just thought of that. Um,
1: But as much as people say, well, maybe if he played better competition – that it would get to him. You know, he couldn't do as well against better competition. It, maybe he can't keep up with guys that are as good. Maybe if he was throwing the football to Deontay Johnson and Friar and maybe if he was throwing the football to, and, and was having to break a huddle with Najee and whatever, maybe he couldn't keep up. I don't know, but I'd sure like to find out like yep. you're eventually going to have to find out because you don't want to find out if you name him backup. And the first time you find out is whenever Mitch Trubisky dings his ankle.
0: That's 100% right, and for all the people, and there are people who say you can't move Kenny Pickett past Mason Rudolph right now because Mason Rudolph played pretty well in this preseason game. Okay, let's say they perform this way in perpetuity. Let's say there's a dozen preseason games, and let's say Mason Rudolph plays well in all dozen, and Kenny Pickett also plays well in all dozen. You know who should still get the second team reps? Okay. Oh, Kenny, Pick. Kenny Pickett. Because he drafted him 20th overall. It's not all that difficult to understand, I don't think. And it shouldn't be all that difficult for Mike Tomlin now to divvy up now that he's off that script. And you've talked about it. I've talked about it before. Mike Tomlin has never gone through this before. This is his first ever real quarterback battle. You can make an argument that 2010 was sort of like that because you were – playing for a starter who was going to be Ben's backup. Ben got suspended the first six games, reduced to four. But I I actually think Mike Tomlin's doing this the right way, and I was delighted to see that Kenny Pickett got some second team team reps in the first practice following the game. That's the way it needs to be. You reward the guy who plays well that you have more invested in. imagine that.
1: Yeah, and and again, there's a feeling out process. You also gotta see what this guy's all about. He might not be good. He might not, he might you're right. flounder whenever he plays with better guys, but you gotta see it. And here's the other part. Enough people aren't talking about this, Adam, that you're on a shortened timeline because of three preseason games. You sure. talked and you have preached for a decade and a half about in stadiums. You were granted a bigger sample size. Every single year, pretty much, other than this one, about in terms of being able to see in stadiums what you had. Not now. It is much different. It is so condensed. And also, they don't hit. How are you going to find out at practice? They, how many live well, periods are
0: there? You will play 14. You will have 14 padded practices from the start of the season through 17 weeks and a bye week. So, 18 weeks, you'll have 14 potential padded practices.
1: Yeah, you've got to find out sooner or later. I you know, think this is know, oh,
0: that might be why Mike Tolman's ratcheted it up in camp. I mean, two days before a game, two days after a game, and they're hitting, hitting. We ain't ever seen that before. Yeah, I agree with you. I think now,
1: and plus you have expendable guys. I think it'll all shake out exactly the way it was supposed to, exactly the way it was going to, and that's, and it may take a circuitous route to get there, but, Kenny Pickett's going to be the number two. Mitchell Trubisky's going to be the number one. Anybody that thought otherwise is either out of their mind, had an agenda, or doesn't know football.
0: Mitch Trubisky, for me, wouldn't play more than he just played the rest of the preseason. I'd play him two, three series in game number two. I'd play him in two, three series game number three. You treat him like your starter. You have the whole time. He has done nothing to give that up. I was encouraged by how well he knew the offense. I was encouraged by his mobility being on display, something we never saw Ben do the last three years, really. And I was just encouraged by his overall play, Colin. So I don't need to see more from Mitch Trubisky. If Kenny Pickett goes gangbusters, and holy cow, this guy needs to be your starter, won't happen. But if Kenny Pickett goes gangbusters and he needs to be your guy, so be it. But I haven't seen anything from Mitch Trubisky now where I would need to play him more on risk injury, and I haven't seen anything from Mitch Trubisky that would make me think that I wasn't right in believing in this guy from the start.
1: If all three of these guys – were a pizza topping, which pizza topping would they be? I was thinking about this because I, it was just, I was just marinating in my head and I think I might have the answer. You want to go?
0: Yeah. Mason Rudolph to me is pineapple on pizza. Sardines. I was going
1: to say, you were going to say
0: sardines. Yeah. See, to me it's pineapple because I think that's gross. I don't need fruit on my pizza. If I want fruit, I'll eat fruit. If I want pizza, I want pizza, but some people love it. It's in the eye of the beholder. Just like Mason Rudolph. Just like
1: sardines. Sardines are actually not awful, but there's so few people that like them that it's a real, like I've had sardines on pizza. Not, not terrible, it's not, bad. It's not, not bad. terrible, but it's a real, real, uh, you know, fine audience that likes that. And you can't march that out there in a party. You can't say, no. here's your freaking sardine pizza. It, watch that one just rot. Right? I mean, watch watch the watch the hairy fish heads that they're on top of that pizza. So, that's what Mason Rudolph is. But some people really like it. It's a deep and narrow sort of process. Right? There's, like, a lot of people. All right. Kenny Pickett to me. You want to go with Kenny Pickett or you want me to?
0: Yeah, I can go. I think Kenny Pickett is Buffalo Chicken Pizza, which is okay. potentially really good, depending on where you get it. But also – it's kind of overrated. Eh, a lot of people like buffalo chicken pizza. Get me a regular pie any day. Uh, jury's still out.
1: Mushrooms. I was gonna say same thing. Same same deal. You hear a lot in mushrooms. Are they an important topping, or I should say, a are they a a topping that is that a lot of people like? Yeah, sure. But you're kind of running a bit of a risk too. You always see mushrooms whenever you get. Plain or the one I'll go to next as second choice. Like mushrooms are always the second choice. It's always on the menu. It's always there. It's always near the top. Everybody, when they have a party and lay out a buffet, they always get a mushroom pizza. And it's like, eh, you know, if those other, if, if, I'll grab a mushroom slice. All right, but nobody ever says you can only have one kind of pizza. We're getting it for a big group of people. Mushrooms, yeah, mushrooms. That's the <laughs> one. But but it's not. It's it's okay. It's pretty good. And I like mushrooms. And you could take a risk, and they're great, and they hit you a home run. But not all the time. All right, Trubisky.
0: Trubisky to me is your run-of-the-mill chain pizza. Maybe he's Domino's. It can get you by. It's a good stopgap. If you're hungry, you eat it. You're going to be fine. But is it ultimately the pizza that you want at the end of the day? Probably not.
1: Standard pepperoni just regular pepperoni pizza. That is like, all right. Like the whole, you know, you ever had a really bad pizza? Yeah, but it's better than, you know, good. Some of the alternative foods. Yeah, He's that he's that. So if you have people over, you got a a table set up, you got a bunch of people, you got pop, you got beer, you got some wings. Yeah. It could be greasy. It could be a little dry, could be overcooked. The crust could suck. But, okay, uh, hello, uh, local pizza shop, what do you want for your order? Oh, okay, yeah, give me a couple of hoagies, I'll take those. Of course, you know, a couple dozen wings, I got some guys coming over. We already ran out to get some beer, so we're good for that. Well, I mean, just, you know, it's defaulted in. We got to get two pepperoni pizzas, because a couple guys are going to like pepperoni. Is your pepperoni pizza any good, sir? Eh, It's pepperoni pizza. I mean, you're not going to F it up. Pepperoni pizza, you know? And that's what, that's what Trubisky is. Great exercise, Crowley.
0: Yes. That was a nice little, uh, wake up here late in the day. It's like six o'clock for those of you who aren't listening live and nobody is. Cause it's a podcast. Our producer is listening live right. and yeah, it gets right. the, uh, gets the gears turning. You know, what kind of pizza George Pickens is? Oh, meat lovers. Um, Man, I, don't... I was going to go off the board. He's like naked lady pizza, this guy. Yeah. I mean, he's that impressive. He's like, he's like a naked lady laying on a pizza. He's incredible, man. And I heard somebody describe today the catch by George Pickens in this preseason game as like the 20th best catch he's made if you factor in everything he's done at training camp. And I thought it was a hella impressive catch by George Pickens. Is it okay now that I buy into the hype and I can start thinking to myself, okay, what can this guy actually do this season now that I've seen him in a stadium?
1: If somebody else made that catch who had played in a league just a year and was okay, wouldn't you buy into that hype? Like if, I would, yeah, if somebody else was more established, even if they weren't great, wouldn't you say, oh, all right, case in point, after his rookie year, if Mike Washington – or James Washington, excuse me, starts making catches like that, wouldn't you go, wow, this guy really improved. Yeah. So why can't you if that was sort of the calling card for this guy? I I, I can Let me ask you a question. Does George Pickens, and the way that he skyrocketed through one preseason game, mind you, look, does he make people wonder if signing Deontay Johnson was premature? Whoa. I don't think so, but I – Everybody always has a flip side to the coin on everything.
0: I think regardless of how good George Pickens is, and he might be good, good. I still think they did the right thing because you can't be sure. And it's not like you broke the bank for Deontay Johnson. You got him below market value. It's not like you had to tie yourself to him for an extended period of time, only a couple of years. So you, I think, bought yourself some security if you're Omar Khan and the Pittsburgh Steelers, that if George Pickens ain't the guy, if Chase Claypool ain't the guy, it's not like you're married to Deontay Johnson for an extended period. So I think it was a good move either way.
1: I agree with you, but I it'll be a it's a manufactured talking point, but it's one in which if you manufacture it deep enough, you can make an argument that it falls in lockstep, the two things.
0: Well, and I mean, if we want to play it this way, Roquan Smith's still out there. And if you want to trade for that guy, you're going to have to pay him 19 maybe dollars a season, million dollars a season. Uh, it'd be easier to do that without having to pay Deontay Johnson, and maybe George Pickens is that guy already. So there you go. We figured it out.
1: You might be able to pay him $19 if, you just, um, if Heath restructures again, and they kick the can down the road, and they're able to do that.
0: I'm going to put that on the Twitter poll. Will yeah. the Steelers restructure Heath Miller's contract this year to pay for Roquan Smith?
1: Right, Heath will be paid. I saw that somebody told me inside the Steelers' office that Heath will be paid till he's 139 years old so that Ben could keep getting paid.
0: Wow, it's like the the life sentences. They'll slap on a guy like, oh, he's going to serve 15 consecutive life sentences. (laughs) Right. Up next, Bush and Spillane. They might both suck, but someone's got to play.